Good morning, IBCN. This is Friday, the day of Jesus' trials, crucifixion, death, and burial. Isaiah the prophet foresaw this day, envisioned this day in this way, writing in Isaiah 53. Yet the Lord was pleased to crush him severely. When you make him a guilt offering, he will see his seed, he will prolong his days, and by his hand the Lord's pleasure will be accomplished. After his anguish, he will see light and be satisfied. By his knowledge, my righteous servant will justify many, and he will carry their iniquities. Therefore, I will give him the many as a portion, and he will receive the mighty as spoil, because he willingly submitted to death and was counted among the rebels. Yet he bore the sin of many and interceded for the rebels. Isaiah foresaw this day as a day in which the Messiah would willingly die, carry our sins, and justify us before the Father. Today's theme is forgiveness. While on that cross, Jesus made seven statements. We call them the seven last words of Jesus. And the very first words that come out of Jesus' mouth on the cross is, Father, forgive them. Now let's put that statement into context. Good Friday was the most difficult day of the Passion Week. We know that. The, those of us who have been Jesus followers for a while, we have honored this day many times, and we know the story. Christ's journey turned treacherous and acutely painful in these final hours leading to his death. According to the Gospels, Judas Iscariot, the disciple who had betrayed Jesus, was overcome with so much remorse and guilt that he hanged himself early Friday morning. Meanwhile, before 9 a.m., Jesus had already endured the shame of false accusations, condemnation, mockery, beatings that would often kill a person. Those beatings would leave a person on the thin margin between life and death, and he experienced abandonment. After multiple unlawful trials, he was sentenced to death by crucifixion by a governor who was too weak to stand for justice. He was sentenced to death by crucifixion. One of the most horrible and disgraceful and inhumane methods of capital punishment known at the time, and probably to this day, the most inhumane. Before Christ was led away, soldiers spit on him, tormented and mocked him, and pierced him with the crown of thorns. Then they forced Jesus to carry his own cross, having been beaten close to death. He had to carry his own cross to Calvary, where, again, he was mocked and insulted and spit upon. His beard was pulled, 
as the Roman soldiers nailed him to a wooden cross. And there he spoke these words. Having been falsely accused, beaten, tortured, mocked, spit upon, abandoned by his disciples, abandoned by his people, Israel, abandoned by the religious leaders, abandoned by justice, and on the cross, even feeling the abandonment of God because he was carrying our sins. He became our curse on the cross, and he felt the abandonment of God. It is in that context that Jesus, looking out across the crowds of people who were watching this, who were mocking him, he spoke those three words. Father, forgive them. These are powerful words. And his final word, final words were first, it is finished, a declaration of victory. Mission accomplished would be one way to contextualize that phrase in today's English. Mission accomplished. It was not a shout of defeat. It was a cry of victory. Christ had accomplished his mission. Then he spoke these words, Father, into your hands I commit or entrust my spirit. And then he breathed his last. That was about 3 p.m. in the afternoon. By 6 p.m. on that evening, just before sunset, just before the Sabbath began, Nicodemus, who had once been a secret follower, and Joseph of Arimathea, who was a member of the Sanhedrin, but now a follower of Jesus, took Jesus' body down from the cross and lay it in a tomb. Now the question is, why do we call this Good Friday? With all that happened, this is Jesus. This is, this is God in the flesh. This is the one we love, we follow, we serve thinking and reflecting all that happened to Jesus on that terrible, horrible day. Why in the world would we call this Good Friday? That's a good question. And even those of us who have been following Jesus for a long time, we sometimes would ask that question. But maybe there's some watching today who either have not been following Jesus very long or who are interested in following Jesus. Good question. Why do we call this day Good Friday? Because it appears from our, our eyes there was nothing good about this day. I've been thinking about that question. And the Holy Spirit led me to Romans chapter 12. To answer that question, why do we call Good Friday good? Let me just read you the first two verses of Romans chapter 12, where Paul writes, Brothers and sisters, in view of the mercies of God, I urge you to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true worship. Do not be conformed to this age. In other words, don't let the world's mindset crush you and shape you and press you in its mold. 
rather be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may discern, and here it is, what is the good, pleasing, and perfect will of God. You see, the will of God is always good, pleasing, and perfect. And it was the will of the Father for his one and only Son, the Christ, whom we name Jesus. It was the good, pleasing, and perfect will of the Father that Jesus would become our curse, carry our sins, die for us on that cross to make forgiveness available for everyone who believes. God's will is good, pleasing, and perfect. Even the sacrifice, the death, the torturous, painful, excruciating death of his son Jesus was good and pleasing and perfect. And that, brothers and sisters, is why we call this day Good Friday. Without forgiveness of sins, there can be no redemption, no salvation. So it was for our good that Jesus died. And because Jesus died for us, then our sacrifice is living. And so today, it's Good Friday. For most of us, or for many of us around the world, it is a holiday. Those of us who are in the Philippines, all the shops, all the malls are closed. No work today. It's a day of reflection. And so today, as we stay at home, today, as we reflect on the crucifixion of Christ Jesus, let's remember that though it is death and it is painful, it is also good. Remember what we read yesterday from Romans chapter 5, verse 8, that God demonstrated his love for us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Forgiveness. Good. Pleasing. Perfect. While we're thinking about this day, let's also think about those around the world who have yet to hear the good news of Jesus who don't even know, perhaps, that on this day, Christ died for them. One of those peoples in the world are the Maharashtra people in India. They are a people group that many of them have never heard that Jesus died for them. Greta is one of those people. It's not her real name, but we will call her Greta just to protect her. Greta is a member of the Maharashtra people in India, and she's come to faith through the witness of local people who taught her right away how to witness and disciple believers. And here's the good news. Greta and another woman have planted 22 house churches in the past year 
among the Maharashtra people in India. So as we are praying that we would recognize and, and honor Christ for his sacrifice for us, which provided the forgiveness we need for redemption. As we live in gratitude today, thanking God for his good and pleasing and perfect will that brought us our redemption. Let's also pray for these new house churches in India and ask that God will continue to provide shepherds for these house churches and the continuing witness of people like Greta to the Maharashtra people in India who need to know the good news. And let us pray that this day, this Good Friday, will inspire us and encourage us and empower us not only to live a life worthy of Christ's sacrifice, but to live a life that communicates the good news of the gospel. Let's pray. Father, first of all, we want to pray for Greta and her friend and the new believers who are part of those 22 house churches. We ask that you provide each house church a shepherd, a pastor, and that you will equip and empower them to multiply the gospel among their people. And now, Lord, we pray for us, our individual lives and our life as a church family, International Baptist Church of Manila. On this day, Good Friday, by your Holy Spirit, help us to focus on the forgiveness of sin that was accomplished and made available on the cross. May we, may we be filled anew with fresh inspiration, fresh and energized determination to live in gratitude, to live in devotion, to present our lives as living sacrifices to you, holy and blameless and pleasing, so that we can discern and know and live out your will, which is good and pleasing and perfect. And Jesus, we want to take this opportunity to say thank you. Those two words seem so weak in contrast to your three words, Father, forgive them. But they're genuine and they're heartfelt. Thank you for dying for us on this day. We pray that you'll continue to bring an end, that you will bring an end to this pandemic. We pray that you'll continue to keep us healthy, but to also give us compassion for those who are unhealthy and sick right now. That you will show us how we in some way can encourage others and serve others in response to your great service to us and our responsibility to be your ambassadors in our world. We thank you and praise you and dedicate this day to you to reflect and meditate on your forgiveness. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Well, brothers and sisters, thank you for joining with me today for this time of devotion. Today is Friday. 
Sunday is coming. God bless you and have a good day.